We started last week, we started this series called The Gospel of John. So if you haven't watched the first one, it's the intro. Make sure you go on and check it out. John um, is the evangelist. That's one of his nicknames. The gospel means what? Good news. And John is, is sharing the good news. What's really interesting about the gospel of John, that it's a little bit different from Matthew, Mark, and Luke. And so um, the, the main purpose of his gospel is this. This is his thesis statement in John 20, 30 to 31. It says this, Jesus performed many other miracles in the presence of his disciples, which are not recorded in this book. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. Now, last week we started with this little clip from The Chosen of John trying to figure out how he should start the book of John. So he's going to read us the first uh, five verses, and that's the video they were trying to show earlier. Here you go. A reading from the first scroll of Moses. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. In the beginning was the word and the earth was void and without form and the word was with God and the darkness covered the face of the deep and the word was God then God said let there be light and there was light he was in the beginning with God all things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. John 1, 1 to 5. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for this message today. Lord, I just pray as we celebrate these five years, as we give the next however many years until you come back to you, we dedicate them to you, Lord. The first thing that we're going to do today in the, in the next part of the generation of this church is to speak the word. And Lord, we pray you bless it in Jesus' name. And everybody said... Amen. Do you believe that words are important? Right? Every word that you speak is important. Words are powerful. They can tear down. They can build up, can't they? During World War II, the British Prime Minister Winston Churchill said, Let us therefore brace ourselves to our duties. So hold ourselves to our duties. 
and so bear ourselves that if the British Empire and its Commonwealth last for a thousand years, men will say this was their finest hour. Powerful words, right? Those words rallied troops from all over the West, embodied them to stay the course to de defeat Hitler and the Nazis. Those are some powerful words. There's some fight words there, right? As powerful as this speech by Winston Churchill was, Winston Churchill is but a man. His words are no match for the words. Jesus, what, what I love about John here is he's, he's giving Jesus this name in the scripture, the word. Right? You ever have a nickname growing up? Right? Nickname that you liked? Nickname that you didn't like? Yeah, I had, I had both. <laughs> depending on the day, depending on the kid at school. But I showed some of those kids that you don't mess with a little guy. But Jesus is the word. That's his name. God is word and is Jesus is the word in flesh. Look what it says in John 1, 14. Sorry, I skipped ahead a little bit for you guys. John 1, 14 says, The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. The Word. Everybody say, the Word. You know that when God speaks, things happen. Have you noticed that? When God speaks, something has to happen. The elements in all of creation have to do something when God speaks. Because why? He's the Word. The heavens and the earth were made by a single utterance out of God's mouth. He said, let there be light. And guess what happened instantly? Boom. I guess the world wants to call that boom, a bang. There was light. Because of why? His word. His word is powerful. His word is above all. Look what it says in Psalm 107.20 about his word. Look, he sent out his word and healed them. He rescued them from the grave. They were healed by the power of God's word, reminding us of the many times you read all through the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, you read that when Jesus shows up, he can just say something. Right, sometimes you play a hand. So literally you told the guys that hey go home, your servant is healed. And by him saying that his servant was healed. Amen. He said, get up, take your mat, and go home. He didn't you didn't even hear him. They didn't say that he laid hands on the guy, but he healed. He said, get up, take your mat, and go home. He was paralyzed, possibly from birth. I don't know about you. There's power in God's word when he speaks. 
The sick and afflicted ones are delivered by the power of God's word. Jesus is the word, God's voice. And you know what? This is what makes me nervous. Look at these four things here. Look at all that. says, Jesus reveals God's mind. Right? We know that there's God the Father, God the Son, and God by way of His Spirit. Three in one, right? But Jesus came physically and He revealed God's mind. And we see that all throughout John. What is God? God is love. All right? We, we can know that up here. But when we read the Word, we see it revealed through Jesus in His compassion for people. His heart for the woman at the well. Right? For Nicodemus, who was this great religious leader who was very skeptical about this man named Jesus. Right? And he says this famous line. What does he say? You remember? John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. And then the next verse says what? Jesus, I didn't come. He's speaking to Nicodemus one-on-one. I didn't come to condemn the world. I came to save the world through me. <laughs> the word, he speaks it, and it happens. He speaks love. He, re, he, re, he reveals God's mind. The second one up here, if you want to write it down, Jesus expresses God's will. Jesus embodies and expresses God's will. Remember, in the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus says, Lord, take this cup from me. However, but not my will, but yours be done. Why? Because Jesus was 100% man, 100% God. And you know what happened in that very moment? His man part was like, ah, I don't think I can do it. But he took all of his emotion and put it under God's will. And isn't that a great thing that we can learn? Number three, everybody say three. Jesus displays God's perfection. Jesus... Because he came physically, he displays God's perfection. Isn't it awesome that we have a perfect God? And then for Jesus exposes God's heart. He, he shows it, he reveals it, almost like the first one I mentioned. His heart for people, his heart for the world, his heart for you, his heart for New Hope, his heart for the church down the street, his heart for those churches that Isaac mentioned that, that if it wasn't, you know, for the people, right, that's what makes up this church. It's, it's great to have a building, right? It's great that we gave. It's great. All of those things are wonderful. But if we don't have multiple stories like we had today, what are we doing? We're just buying some buildings, having fun, right? Fun is the last thing on the list that here at New Hope. It's love God, serve people, share hope, have fun. 
And so we need to do those other three. So the first words of John echo the first three words in history. Are you guys with me today? I know we're going to go a couple minutes later than normal. That's okay, because we have cake today. And Pastor Lindsay is making you a very special drink. I don't know what it's called. It's going to be just the New Hope drink. It's going to be tasty. I saw all the stuff in the fridge for it. You're going to love it. But the first three words of John echo the first three words in history. What was it? Genesis 1-1. Look at this. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And then we flip to John 1-1. And I love how the chosen like showed us this. You know, it's it, possible. Probably didn't happen like that, but that's okay. It's just visually cool to see that. John 1 1 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Wait a second, John. Are you telling me that Jesus was there at creation? Yes. Some of you are like, Well, I'm just an Old Testament guy or lady, Pastor Landon. Listen, I'm going to help you. I'm going to help you today. John's going to help us understand this a little bit more. John is making a profound connection for everybody. The, the same God that created is the same Jesus who showed up physically. The same. He's connecting Jesus with creation. Jesus existed before time. He was there. He was the word then. He was the word now. He's going to be the word for all of eternity. It just keeps going and going and going. He's outside of time. He's God in flesh. Check out this prayer that Jesus prayed. I know it's really interesting to, to and we'll get to that in a minute, interesting to, to, to Try to understand God the Father, Jesus the Son, and the Holy Spirit, right? It's like we can't wrap our minds around it. But look at this prayer, this connection, this moment. And we'll be, obviously, a little later on next year, we'll be going into John 17. But look what it says here, John 17, 5. It says, and now, Father, glorify me. Look at this. Glorify me in your presence with the glory I had with you before the world began. Okay, I've been a pastor a long time. I've been a pastor for 17 years. I don't remember this verse until this week and when I found it. Isn't that amazing? Jesus saying, glorify me in your presence with the glory I had with you before time, before the world began. Now, you got to understand some thoughts here. This isn't Jesus in the middle of his ministry. This is Jesus right before he got arrested. So he's starting to understand more and more every day that he's about to go to the cross for you and for me. It shows that he existed before everything. We're going to jump to John 1, 3. We're just going to walk to John uh, 1, 5. We're going to do three more verses today. Look at this. John 1, 3 says, Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. 
Don't you love in the Bible, they just want to make sure there's no questions to be asked? I remember when I was a youth pastor, back a long time ago, 2007, I remember I would do a trip, I would do an outing, and I, and I would get, the parents would ask me 14 questions. And I, then the next one would be like another 14 questions. I'm like, I am doing my job wrong. And so you know what I started doing? I started asking all these, I didn't even have kids yet, okay? I was 22 years old, you know, fresh off the boat from Canada. And so I'm like, how can I do this where, I don't mind questions, that's fine, but how can I do this? Because parents are going to want to know these things, and that's good. I'm a parent, I want to know stuff. So I started really paying attention to all of the details. Okay, well, we're going to do this. Here's, what, here's the paperwork, send it home. And you know what? I stopped getting questions. They'd be like, awesome. <laughs> Sign them up. But don't you love in the Bible, a lot of times you'll, obviously there are questions. But in this, it's like, we just want to make sure here that there's no questions. John is making sure believers understand that Jesus is God and Jesus created all things and he was there before all time. He wants us to understand that. I'll admit, it's hard to understand, even as a pastor of 17 years, you know, I've got a theologian over here to my right a little bit. He's got a master's. But when I think about it, people are like, well, we can explain God the Father, God the Son, and the Holy Spirit. I, I can explain it to you, Pastor. It's just kind of like you. You're a father, you're a son, and you're a husband. No, that doesn't really explain it, <laughs> that relationship of God. And then they're like, well, it's kind of like water, Pastor. Water comes in three forms or more, liquid, solid, vapor. Not really. What about an egg? It's got to be an egg, right? The shell, the yolk, and the egg white. Not really, right? Listen, we're not going to totally understand. <laughs> but that's okay because... We have faith knowing that God's got it all worked out. Look, John 1, 4. John 1, 4. The next verse. In him was what? Life. I notice here that John, uh, in The Chosen, he almost sounded like he had a, like a southern accent. Did you notice that? He's like, in him was life. Oh, wait, no, that's Australian. And that, and look, and that life was the light of of all mankind. Everybody say all. Aren't you glad that at the top of this gospel of John, he is including everybody? Isn't it nice to be included? Yeah, six of us. It's nice to be included, isn't it? It really is into a church, into a family, with friends at school, at work. And I love that John is helping us understand, in him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. Everybody. 
all humans. I know we're in 2022. Mankind just means everybody. Okay? Life, you know that life shows up, the word life shows up 47 times in the Gospel of John. It's important, right? The meaning of life here, there's a few meanings of life, but the one that John's talking about here is zoe. Everybody say zoe. Z-O-E. Or Z-O-E. And it refers to the eternal life from God. Eternity. The divine life uniquely possessed by God. God has this thing called eternal life in him. And the only way to get that is through him. John isn't talking about the bios, which is just our physical life. He's talking about the eternal life. And that life, Jesus encompasses, he has all of that eternity within him. And that brings us to light. You know that light shows up 30 times in the Gospel of John. The life that Jesus bears is light for everyone. I love how every time I read the gospel, there's words like all, everyone, the whole city, everybody. Everybody got it. Everybody could get it. They have, Jesus isn't inclusive. He's what? Or I'm sorry, he isn't exclusive. He's inclusive. He wants everyone to experience this. And then this we were brought to the last one. I don't know who's coming. You can come play if you don't mind. The last verse here is this, in this section. It says, the light shines. Can we just read this one together for me? The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Amen? So we have this incredible transition almost here in John 1 where John is calling Jesus the word and then he calls him the life and then he says later on he's the light and then you'll swing back around if you read John 1 this week he's back to the word because the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us and really we have this thing light darkness and we're going to see this struggle as we walk through the book of John together that Jesus is light the darkness can't overcome it some scriptures say the darkness can't what comprehend it it says in the King James and so both of them I love because one there's going to be people who don't quite get it They're like I don't understand and that's okay. God says, I'll help you understand. Take my hand. We'll, we'll walk you into the light. Both are intriguing. But today I'm here to tell you that light wins. Amen? And that Jesus showed up. He created everything and everybody. And then he didn't just stay hunkered down in heaven. He became flesh. The Word became flesh and He dwelt among us. 
He lived a sinless life. He took on a cross that we should have had. And by his blood, by his stripes, the Bible says we are healed. Physically, sure. But we are healed eternally. That we have the opportunity to have life, life to the full, life eternal. Amen. Can we stand before we go today? My challenge for you this week is read John 1, the, the chapter, with your family. Maybe walk through it. Maybe do a couple verses a day. Discuss it. Pray together. Listen, if we aren't taking what we have here this morning home with us, to work with us, to school with us, the wind's going to come and blow and it's going to blow all that information, all that stuff away. We got to we got to get it in here. Amen. And so my challenge for you this week is read the word together. Pray together. Challenge your family. Take time. Amen. Amen. Let's pray together.